Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yes, he is, Mr. Doug Oster, and we will get to him in just a couple of moments. But I want to remind you, we're going to start off by giving you an opportunity to win a gift certificate to Sorgles in Wexford if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020. And I know Doug would love to talk to you. So get on the phone lines and join us at 866-391-1020. So without further ado, DougOster.com. Ladies and gentlemen, on the disc at the 2 to Pittsburgh News Line, let's say hello on this April morning, waiting for the weather to warm up. Here's Doug Oster. Hey, Doug, how you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing real good. Great day today, and hopefully it'll start to get a little bit warmer, but not anytime soon. Well, folks, let me before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about our friend here, Rob Pratt, and how he went out of his way to help a listener. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So I haven't been in the studio in a year. Even when I was in the studio, you know, I, I, I just I come in, I, we do the show, I do the show, and then I leave. Well, a letter comes into the station uh, from a listener, Ethel, and Rob says, hey, I got this letter for you. I'm sure when a letter like that comes, they're just like, uh, Doug Oster, who is that? Oh, that's that guy that's on Sunday mornings with Rob Pratt uh, about gardening or something. So Rob tells me, oh, there's this letter here. I'm going to send it to you. Okay, so we talk back and forth. He sends it. Somehow I must have messed something up. It got bounced back to him. So he texts me again, this, that, sent him the address, he sends me the letter again, it's this wonderful, and I'm looking at it right now, handwritten letter from Ethel, who's a listener in her 90s, who had problems with her peonies, you know how that is, I mean, she's probably had these peonies blooming, who knows how long, you know how peonies go, and so I sent her a letter back, and because of you, Rob, she gets a letter back. She gets her question answered, and that's doing the right thing. That's, that's really – I just can't tell you how, how wonderful that is because a lot of people would have just like, you know, Rob's busy. You think you're busy? I think I'm busy. Rob is busy. And, and you know, you could just kind of toss that letter off to the side and, oh, it was on my desk, blah, blah, blah. But he made a concerted effort to get me this letter, and so thank you, Rob. I really appreciate it. Well, in honor of Davy Tree, I have some exciting news to tell you. You know that little evergreen that had seen better <laughs> days in my backyard? It is yes. now It is now find its way to the compost pile. So we are going to start over from the very beginning. And that little tree that just had not much life left and had seen better days, <laughs> and you were one of the first to pick it out in a video that I did many, many months ago, I thought you'd be excited to know that I did the right thing, too, in honor of Davy Tree. 
Well, later today, Rob Krulczyk from Davy Tree, from the Davy Tree Expert Company, will tell us all the right, all about the right way to plant a tree in the spring. And Rob, you're gonna have to listen up because it sounds like you're gonna need a new tree there. I think we'll talk to him about some suggestions for you. What we should put there? Are you gonna plant something, or are you just going to? Well. That'll be good for grass. No, no. I, I expect you to come over, and I'll entice you with some of your favorite <laughs> beer and a burger, and you'll show me what to do. But here's the question. And again, I am just the uh, the, um, the the resident. I am the renter. I have an incredible landlord, uh, longtime friends of the family, so I have no intentions of going anywhere but staying right there. But I am, and I like to take care of the art as if it were my own, being respectful to my landlord. And I had some gentlemen doing some really good work. We're all trimmed up, looking uh, as good as a brand-new haircut. So uh, I'm really loving the backyard. But the question is, one had to be removed because of the city ordinance that you have certain trees that have to go, power lines. So that tree is now gone. And now this poor little pine tree that got beat up in the wind during a storm had to be taken away as well. But I have these two stumps. Without removing the stumps, is there anything that you can do to make them aesthetically appealing and, and obviously just pretty much let them stay in the, the world of stump vision for the rest of eternity? What, what, what can I do? Well, they're, they're eventually just going to rot away, you know. Not in my That's lifetime, the, though, probably, right? You don't know. How really? big? How, how big are we talking? Uh, let's put it this way. Bigger than a, 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 a snare drum. Oh, okay. Well, you know, if it's flat, that's a good spot. I always like to use those spots to put like a big giant pot on, you know. I just hate messing with the soil and the roots that I'm sure may go a little. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just leave it there and then put a big container on top of it as a a holder for a container. Oh, nice. And it kind of like a little natural pedestal. How about that? That's a great idea. Now, I just need you to take the one that is made out of very heavy pottery in the front and carry it back to the, the backyard. That's a great idea, though, Doug. No, you go to one of our sponsors and you buy one of these really nice they, faux pots that look like concrete, but they're made out of something else. They're really lightweight, and then just stick it up on there, fill it up with some moist mix, and then you know you you remember about uh, containers, right? In yeah. the center is a thriller. Yeah, yeah. Then what's next? The filler, and then on the edge is the spiller. So those are the three three types of plants that you'll put in there, all right? And by the way, the volcano mulch police were out over the last couple of days, and <laughs> I cannot believe how many people still do that. Well, the funny thing is we've got some listeners here, Rob, that have been hearing about volcano mulch, mulch and they're calling companies out on it. <laughs> I've started it, or we've started a movement here where landscape companies are getting letters and calls saying, why are you volcano mulching? Because every time someone from Davy Tree comes on, they say volcano mulch kills trees. And so uh, join the join the resistance, folks. <laughs> no more volcano mulch. All right, Rob, i got a lot, of, lot go, to cover here go, in a, go, in go, a go. couple minutes. So yesterday I was at Joe Ham's Daffodil Hortus, and I know I talk a lot about this place, but I finally got to go. I was down there. Uh, as a guest for a podcast called uh, Yad, Yad, Yay Jagoff. Uh, it's a Pittsburgh podcast, and I convinced them to go down there. And it's in uh, the mids and the late daffodils are in their peak, and it is just spectacular and just such a wonderful place. You know, you got Joe Ham, who, who who's uh, obsessed and, and dedicated his life to daffodils. There's nothing like this anywhere, really, in the world, where you got every different type of daffodil, you know, hundreds of different varieties, all with, like, you know, 30 bulbs here, 30 bulbs there, just all filling up these beds. 
if you're not doing anything today or tomorrow, you know, we got a couple weeks left, but this is the peak. Head down there. In fact, I'm going to tell you the address in one second. I've got it all up on my website at DougOster.com. But I didn't want to leave. I was there for four hours, and I did not want to leave knowing that I was, you know, would not see this for another year. And it, it, it's one of these places where you can just – it's just quiet. And, and even on a Saturday – you know, there were a few people there, but I was able just to walk along and, and look at the different flowers and photograph the flowers. So it's down in Washington County, and it's in their Hopewell Township, Washington County's Hopewell Township, and the address is 99 Maple Road. 99 Maple Road, but like I said, all that information's at DougOster.com. Do I have a, a minute, Rob, or should we go no, to a no. break? No, take, take a minute. Take a minute or two. All go right, so, so Doug's Free Seed Shacks. That's uh, the, these these newspaper boxes that I'm going to put into the city. I've, I'm finding some locations now where I'm going to put them down where people need seeds, but I'm still testing one. I want to make sure it's working right and, and that you can get the seeds and that, that they're organized right. And that, that beta version of this Free Seed Shack is at Han Nursery and Ross. And I filled it up with more seeds. Uh, it's got this secret compartment that's filled with all these cool tomato seeds. I mean, stuff you just can't get anywhere, including the 3945 seeds, the seeds that were originally were found on the battlefield at World War II, during World War II. Uh, so Han Nursery, go there, get some seeds, but spend some money. Come on, don't be a cheapskate like me. You go into a business. They're helping me out. They're putting that seed check in there. Um, this week's book giveaway is A Year in Flowers. Designing gorgeous arrangements for every season. All you have to do is go to DougOster.com, click on the contact button, and say, you're a pretty flower winner, or just use the word flower, and you'll be entered. I picked the winner randomly on Mondays. All right, Rob, I think we're ready to go. I didn't get to everything, but let's get some callers on here when we come back, okay? You sounds good. 866-391-1020 is the number to dial. We already have John waiting to talk to Doug, and we'd love to hear from you. And again, Rob Krulljack will be here. Davey Tree, Talking Trees, bottom of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, this is DougOster.com, the organic gardener on Odyssey, 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDKA. Good morning. Ah, yes, he is, Doug Oster. Now, don't forget, coming up next hour from sautéed mushrooms sprinkled on a fresh express salad in that cast-iron skillet on top of a delicious New York strip steak and maybe sprinkled inside that egg omelet. It's all about mushroom recipes today with Joe and Frank Dentisi on the Coons Cooking Hour. Here's John up first for Doug on KDKA. Hey, John, how are you? Good morning, guys. Hey, Doug, two questions. First one's really quick. When's it safe to plant beet seed? So beet seeds can go in right now. Um, I, I know okay. that people are looking at the weather and, and thinking like, oh, gosh, it's going to get cold at night. But beets don't care. They are a cool, cool weather plant that love it. I've got beets out there right now uh, that have sprouted. So you're good to go. Okay. Good. Second, every year I plant zucchini. Every year I get a great-looking plant. I get a few zucchini and then it just wilts i know there's something you can do to stop that so that's uh, probably bacterial wilt and that comes actually is, is spread to the plant from something called a cucumber beetle so they're striped and spotted cucumber beetles and they start nibbling on the edges of the leaves and the the damage from the chewing isn't bad but what they're doing is they're infecting the leaf with this bacterial wilt and that's what will happen this is cucumbers and squash one day the plant will look wonderful. The next day you go out and it's completely wilted. No matter how much water you give it, 
it won't resurrect, and that's bacterial wilt. So we need to deal with that cucumber beetle, and my advice is to use this organic control, and it has kind of a funny name. We talk about it a lot. It's called Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew, and it's, it's something that's safe. It can't hurt us. It can't hurt the good bugs. It can't hurt uh, our soil life underneath, and it can't hurt anybody who lives downstream. And so you've got to get it on the plant before the, the pest starts feeding, and you just spray it on there, and when the bug eats it, uh, that, that Captain Jack's dead bug brew affects the, the insect's nervous system, and then it stops feeding. And so that will stop your uh, bacterial wilt. The other thing with cucumber beetles that, that I'm doing to foil them is I'm planting in succession. So for cucumbers, for instance, you know, I know you want to do everything the day that the planting day, get it over with. But I'm planting like May 15th, May 30th, and June 15th, a couple seeds each time. And and two of those three crops will be off the cycle of the beetle too. So, you know, mixing up the planting a little bit, leaving some space and planting a little later will also help. Uh, in the case of cucumbers too, I grow them up on a trellis to try and keep them up off the ground. Even though the cucumber beetle flies, spends a lot of time on, on the ground, and so I don't want to let those vines ramble. So that, that should do the trick for you, John, okay? Is Captain Jack sold locally? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can even find it at uh, any nursery has it, but also even hardware stores carry it, and so it's very yeah. easy to find. I would just go to a, a good local nursery, and you'll find it there. Thanks for your call, John. All right, let's go to Jill up next for Doug Ostrom, the Organic Gardener, Odyssey 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDK. Hi, Jill. Morning. Um, my daughter just bought a house, and she has a big lot, and she wants to start a garden. So what should we do to the ground to prepare the garden, and is it best if she does the raised beds? I, I suggest, yeah, building up, uh, and, and there's lots of different ways to do this, but basically what, I, what I'm recommending is finding a good source for compost in bulk. Uh, there, there's okay. companies, you know, local nurseries will deliver it to you. Uh, there's a company called AgriCycle that makes really good stuff that people use. Figure out how big you want the garden to be. You know, whenever you're building raised beds, you want to be sure that you can get to the center of the bed. Uh, and okay. even, and, and you, you could just dump the compost and just form it into a large bed and use just straw on the sides. If you didn't want to, you know, build, uh, oh, okay. uh, you know, wooden structures or stone structures, whatever it might be, especially that first year. My raised beds don't have anything containing them. They're, I just kind of, you know, this has been 20 years now, but I, I'm adding compost every year. But I'm just kind of, uh, you know, just have a little maybe eight inches of straw on the on the sides just to kind of keep them in place there, and then we plant right in there. And you'll have an instant garden. That compost is, is going to feed the plants and, and give them everything they want. And so, you know, you're buying, depending on how much, you know how how much space she wants to garden on. You know, it could be a hundred dollars, could be maybe three hundred dollars of compost if you're going to go nuts. But just you know, kind of think, you know, have her say, well, what do you want to grow? You know, and she'll, you know, tomatoes, peppers, beans, cucumbers, and if the list goes on, the price goes up. <laughs> well, yeah, she's just going to start out small, but I wasn't sure what we had to do for the grass. You know, even or... even if it was if it was just like a little bed. You could do it with, you know, a friend with a pickup truck, you know, and, okay. and uh, one yard of compost, we call a cubic yard, is about the size of a, 
pickup truck bed. And so okay. you could do it that way if you're if you're not you know if you're not going crazy. It just depends on how, how you want to start. You need about I like to have ten to twelve inches of compost deep uh, to okay. get started. And as I said, however big that is square, that's going to be your instant garden, and she's going to have a great first year. Uh, uh, so many of us started by just. And this is the way I did it. Dump the compost, dig it into this terrible soil, and in maybe three years you have a decent garden. This way you've got the instant garden. All right? Thank you very much All for right, your call. All right. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Listen, yeah, t- Doug, tell them, tell them what's coming up. We've got about 30 seconds of the break. Well, uh, Rob Krueljack from uh, the Davy Tree Expert will come in. He's going to tell us all about how to plant a tree in the spring. And I'm very uh, interested to hear this because I, I know there's going to be some different things about planting now as opposed to the fall. But it's a great time to plant. And I have a question from a reader, a great question from a, a, a listener uh, about their dogwood tree that I'm going to talk to Rob about. All right, all that coming up with Doug. Davy Trees Talking Trees right after we take a short break for a news update. Plus, we'll have that Janoski's gift certificate to give away as well. This is the Organic Gardener, Rob Pratt, Sunday, Odyssey 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDKA. Good morning. We are joined by Rob Krueljack from the Davy Tree Expert Company. He's going to tell us all about how to plant a tree. But, Rob, before we get there, I had a question sent in uh, from a listener and it's from Paul. They have a newly planted last summer native dogwood, 10 to 12 feet tall. It was planted on a hillside, and it's leaning. Uh, the landscaper wouldn't fix it. They want to try and straighten it out without damaging the tree, and they bought something called Eaton Brothers Tree Stake Kit, but they're concerned that the metal straps will damage the tree. Any suggestions on when something like that happens? Yeah, Doug, I, you definitely want to get that tree, you know, established, you know, plumb, you know, from the start. Uh, and to do that, yeah, staking kit or stakes of some sort can be used. But uh, the caller is correct in assuming that the, the metal, if they're their cables, were, are going to damage the tree. Um, might be a good idea to, to find some old garden hose out in the shed and cut some lengths to slip over top of that cable and put oh. it in the cable and the tree bark to, to protect it from, you know, cutting in. Um, so as long, as, long it, as, they, as long as they use something, you know, to protect the bark, it's okay to try and pull that tree up so that it's, you know, growing straight, well, right? Well, no, you can't pull it straight. It, it's going to okay. need adjusted in the hole, you know. Um, oh, okay. You know, just by, by bending the tree straight is not the same as planting it straight and stabilizing it until it establishes itself. So a, a tree that was planted, you know, crooked can't be straightened by just pulling the tree. It's really got to be shifted in the in the earth itself to, to get back to straight and then staked till it gets established. So get in there with a tree spade on the outside and kind of loosen it up again yeah. and then make sure that it's straight. And now the stakes will allow it so that it won't lean. Is that is that a better way to do it? That's a better way to do it, yes. And you don't, you only want to keep those stakes on or, or that mechanical support on for a, a year at most because we don't want the tree to start relying more on the the, the, the you know the, the mechanism than its okay. own root system to, to keep it that way. Um, All right, a lot so of times if, if guying's left on for too long, you, you take it off and the tree can bl- will blow over because it never you know established it. its own, own uh, anchors there. So let's talk spring tree planting. Uh, how does it differ or does it differ from fall 
uh, tree planting? Uh, I, I prefer fall tree planting personally because the, the, the temperatures, you know, stay a little bit cooler and the trees are still in dormant. Uh, either time is fine, though. Um, Springtime is a great time. There's a lot of availability at the nurseries of the, you know, the tree specimens you might be looking for. So that, that makes a, a good for a good time to plant. Um, and just keeping those trees watered, we usually get some spring showers, so that that's uh, that's crucial in establishing a new tree or, or plant there. And and there's, you know, I see three different ways to 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 get a tree. I see bare root where they ship it to you. Go to the nursery, you have them in, uh, you know, like plastic pots, and then also bald and burlap. Mm-hmm. Does it matter which one of those three ways we get our tree? Not really, no. Um, okay. Bare root's a great way to go. Um, you know, you, you can put the tree just about anywhere. You don't have to deal with a big, cumbersome, you know, several hundred-pound root ball at times. Um, you know, if you do a container tree, you know, when you take that container off, you're going to want to look for the, the roots that have started growing around the inside of the container, you know, like growing circularly. Take a pair of your hand snips and snip up the sides of that container, you know, root ball to, to separate those, uh, those roots that eventually just grow in a circle and girdle the tree. Um, and one thing to keep in mind, too, is, you know, your, your bare root trees are usually the smallest diameter or caliper, right? And the, the, the ball and burl out there, the biggest you can get. Well, the bigger the tree you plant initially, the slower it is to recover and start growing again. So those bare root trees, they might be really small when you put them in, but they recover fast and they start growing right away as compared to a you know, four or five inch caliper tree that you plant. It might take several years before those roots reestablish and the tree actually starts putting on some, some new growth there. So let's just say that you're going to add a tree to your landscape. Are you looking for bigger or smaller, or does it depend on what you're thinking about? Yeah, it, it could be budget. It could be what I'm thinking about. But, you know, typically we're, we like to plant like two, two-and-a-half-inch diameter trees. We feel that's a happy medium where you're, you're putting something in the landscape that already looks like a tree. You know, it, it has some, yeah. you know, appeal right away. And it recovers, you know, moderately quickly to, to start actually growing again. So, yeah, two, two and a half inches is like what we like to plant um, that we see the best results with. So I, I know from talking to you guys over all these years that the, one of the most important things is not to plant the tree too deep, right? Oh, um, yes. I, mean, I was glad you brought that up. I was going to if you didn't. Um, you know, the, the, the old adage is, you know, when you plant a tree to keep that root ball a few inches above the grade you're planting it into, right? But what a mistake a lot of landscapers and, and people make are not clearing the top of the root ball off of some excess soil that gets pushed up onto it when the tree's dug with the mechanical tree spade. So you really want to start by taking the burlap back and then clearing some of that soil off the top of that root ball until you discover that zone where the tree trunk transitions into the root flare. And it's actually that root flare you want to keep an inch or two above the grade you're planting in. And how big around am I digging this hole? Two and a half times the diameter of the root ball is usually a really good uh, good measurement for that. Um, it just, you know, you break up more soil around the... Uh, the root ball it lets the, the new roots establish a little bit easy, easier into that, that substrate. Um, and you don't want to use, you know, typically a, a tree spade or and if you do, or, or sorry, an auger type mechanism, 
because um, it can glaze the inside of the hole. So if you do that, you also want to take your shovel and then chop those edges down in so that uh, you create more of a bowl shape and loosen up that soil uh, further out than just the diameter of the root ball or the container you're, you're planting. And we're using just the native soil that we dug out of there to put back in, right? Yes, correct, correct. There, there was, you know, years ago talking about know, mending soil and making it better, but you know, the, the tree has to, you know, grow in, in in which it's planted. So the sooner it can start, you know, getting used to that, the better. So, yeah, just, but just you can break it up, you know, take out any big rocks or, you know, slag or there's so many things we find around Pittsburgh and, and we try to plant a tree. <laughs> um, get those things out and then, but, yeah, use the, use the soil that came out of the hole, put it back in with the tree. And then how much watering and for how long? And I'm, And we've got about 30 seconds. Uh, about, you know, the first really uh, season uh, that the tree's in, you know, through the, not through the winter, obviously, um, but, you know, once a day, twice a day, depending on how much natural rain we're getting. And when you water, you want just a nice slow trickle of water to, to just keep that soil damp and moist, you know, not, not so the hose is blasting and just running off the root ball area. Um, if, you can, if you can pick the soil up and squeeze it and water comes out, there's too much water. If you pick it up and you can't form a nice little ball of soil, it's too dry. So you want something right there in the middle where you can, you know, form a, like a golf ball-sized piece of soil and it'll stay together. That's a, that's a good, you know, measure for the, the, the right consistency of moisture in the, in the soil there. All right, Rob, you stay right there because we're, when we come back, I'm sure we'll get some tree questions. For more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to Davy.com slash kdka and remember you can always call the experts from davy tree at 855-982-TREE that's 855-982-8733 back with rob and doug in just a couple of moments odyssey 100.1 fm am 1020 kdka Uh, let's see with any of these folks uh uh, we can get in here before the uh, top of the hour. Kind of getting away from us this hour. Let's go to Gary West Mifflin. Hey, Gary, how are you? Good morning. Hey, good morning. I appreciate you taking our call. Sure. We have bought a tree about a year and a half ago, and they call it a uh, weeping extraordinaire double flowering cherry. When we first planted it, we had blossoms galore, and it was beautiful. Um it's probably about six foot high when we purchased it. But since the flowers went away, all we're left with are little buds at the end that are brown. And for the last year, we end up with no flowers, no nothing. How do we know if this tree's dead? Or is there anything we can do to revive it? What do you think, Rob? Um if it puts leaves on at all, it's not dead, you know, so so not blooming is not the same as dead. So as long as you're getting leaves, it, it's still viable. Um, fertilizing it may help revive those buds. Um, and I would, the other thing I'd check is to make sure the tree's not over mulched, um, where that could be stunning the growth and um, kind of stressing the tree out there. Uh, too much water, you know, is not other, another, you know, ill effect uh, for trees, so make sure that it's not sitting in water. Um, other than that, sometimes it's the best thing just actually put eyes on it myself to, to see, but those would be the three things I'd check, you know, 
first. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say, Rob, this to me sounds like one where you call the arborist and he'll be able to I mean, if you look at that tree, you know, I, I would think in five minutes you'd know what the problem was. Yeah, it, it's gonna be some sort of, you know, abiotic situation, you know, the the conditions that tree is growing in. Um it shouldn't be a an insect or disease problem that it's for it not to be blooming. Um so yeah, that, when that we break a branch, you know, when we break a branch or scrape the top surface, you know, of a branch, even though it's just a, a baby, um, it is still green, but it just refuses okay. to to blossom. It refuses to throw any types of blossoms like when we first bought it for the last year, and it's supposed to bloom all year. Yeah, I, you know, this is a, a, a situation where the arborist needs to take a look. You know, give Davy a tree, 855, or give Davy a tree. Give Davy a call, 855-982-TREE, uh, and, and get an arborist out there to take a look. Scrub, yeah, it's a, it's a good sign that it's still green when you scratch it. So you still right. have something there to work with. Okay, right. guys, we got about 90 seconds left. Doug, uh, go right ahead, you and Rob. Well, Rob, I really appreciate uh, your information here, and I wanted to tell you that from all the talking that we've done on volcano mulching, mm-hmm. we've got we've actually have listeners that are are on the crusade with us and are sending letters and are calling landscapers when they see volcano mulch to tell them this is wrong. What are you doing? Why are you killing these trees? And so I, I, I just thought that was so wonderful that the message of don't volcano mulch is starting to take hold. And I know it's something that both of us have, have – it drives us crazy, right? Yeah, very passionate about it. That, that is wonderful to hear. I hope that continues to spread because it's, it's – yeah, that nothing – you know, it's the worst thing you can do to people. Like we we invest so much money in the economy and in businesses to plant all these trees, only to pile mulch up around them and, and you know stunt their growth or kill them off. You know, it's 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 crazy to me. So yes, please continue to spread the word that too much mulch is no good. I think we need to form some kind of official club or something with T-shirts yeah. and the whole bit and signage. I mean, this could really take off. It's sure. All right, Rob, yeah, as always, thank you for the information. And remember, for more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to Davy.com slash KDKA or give them a call, 855-982-TREE, 855-982-8733. What do you think, Rob? You got another minute for me to prattle on, or do you want me to finish up? I'm going to give you 30 seconds. All right, well, I want to tell you about one real quick thing. I'm taking people to Croatia in July. I know you're thinking, you're traveling in July? Well, by then we're all going to be vaccinated. I think we're going to be okay. I've got 18 people coming on this private yacht. You could come, too, if you have any interest in traveling in July. Just go to DougOster.com and check it out. I'm answering questions after the show at DougOster.com if you didn't get through. And remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, good stuff, Doug. Stay with us. News with Melinda and then Mushroom Recipes. Joe and Frank Dantisi on the Coons Cooking Hour. Good morning. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.